1: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser and Kate Constable here with you. BetMGM is now fully live on mobile in Massachusetts. The app is easy to use, has the best parlay options, great daily promotions, and much more. Register for BetMGM in Massachusetts today. We were talking with Mike Menanski earlier. He was all excited. He was waiting until 10 o'clock so he could jump on and bet all the games today. So welcome everybody in Massachusetts. Enjoy all the games today. You got the Players Championship in golf. You got NBA going on. World Baseball Classic. A uh, bunch of options. We're going to talk World Baseball Classic next segment. Kate, let's jump in though to this NBA card a little bit. Any games that you're eyeing. Any any plays that you like. We'll start with the Cavs and the Heat. These two teams played a couple days ago in Miami. Cleveland had the road win in that one. They're favored by one and a half tonight. The total is 214 and a half, really low total. Any plays in Cavs heat for you? Uh,
2: No personal plays, but I would lean towards the under here. I mean, why not? Every game so far has gone under the total and by a fairly significant margin. um, First game ended well, well below 100 points. um, Or 200 rather. 100 points would be a, a very good under if you took that one, but I I don't trust Miami to cover games at home. They're one of the worst covering teams at home. And I I mean, Miami's going to give you a ton of threes. They prefer just to kind of guard the paint and and guard the basket and they'll allow you to shoot. So if Cleveland can get hot, Donovan Mitchell can knock down a a couple threes. I mean, his volume has been uh, pretty up there in terms of three-point attempts lately. I think the Cavs could take this one again. They seem to have uh, Miami's number this season. They've won two out of the last three, but I I just don't see this going over uh, 214, 215 based on how these previous games have gone.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, anytime you get a low total like that in the NBA, it kind of makes you double take and say to yourself, like, what does Vegas know? So I I would Mm -hmm. tend to like the under in Cavs and Heat. As well. Some of these other games tonight, we have Brooklyn at Minnesota. Minnesota's laying four and a half at home. The total is 227 and a half ever since the KD and Kyrie trade. As you can imagine, Brooklyn has not been the same team. Nobody's talking about Minnesota, Kate, like at all. We have so many teams here in the Western Conference that we're excited to see in the playoffs. And there was a lot of hype around Minnesota coming into the season after the Go Bear trade, but. Boy, they are just a forgotten about team. What are you doing with them tonight? And do do you like Minnesota at all long-term? Like, do you like them in a playoff series? Do you think they're worth a flyer in the postseason at all?
2: Uh, PJ, I grew up in Minnesota, so this okay. is just kind of par for the course here with the <laughs> Wolves. I mean, yeah. there's like an ounce of excitement going into the season. You know, they do the big trade, which I don't think was uh, great, and I think they're realizing that now with what they gave up for Rudy Gobert. But it's they're just not a team that you can count on. They played the, the Sixers the other night, their last game on Wednesday, I believe it was. They lost by double digits, and... The Sixers were playing fifth game in seven nights all on the road. Like, coming into Minnesota, on a, they were on a back-to-back two, and Minnesota loses that game by 20. Like, what is going on? Something's just not right there. I'm hesitant to lay the points with the Wolves because of that, but also, like, maybe that was a little bit of a wake-up call for them. And then also, like, Brooklyn's not great with what they have. Now they rested a ton of players last night in Milwaukee and almost beat – the Bucks. I think they lost by like five. So I, I don't know. It's just this is an interesting one. I don't really trust either of these teams. So I'm going to stay off this one tonight. Long term for the Timberwolves? No, I don't think that they're a team that you can count on. They have not showed consistency throughout this season. Maybe they, they make the postseason and maybe win a series. But that's a very heavy maybe. I'm, I just would not put any money on them. Um, yeah. Knowing what you get from Minnesota teams.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't touch this game at all. Brooklyn, they're four and six in their last ten games. Minnesota's five and five. Both of these teams have kind of been middle of the pack. What's alarming about Minnesota is all these teams in the Western Conference that are, you know, in the playoff picture are, are just dominant at home, really, other than the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's twenty and fifteen on the season. Um, so they just haven't been as good as a home team as really I thought they would be. Uh, that's a pass for me though at four and a half, it feels like Minnesota probably is the right play, but I don't trust them. I don't want to do anything in that game. What about either of these big spreads tonight? Denver at the Spurs, Denver's lane, 12 and a half. You have the Sixers at home against the Blazers. Philadelphia's lane, eight and a half. Any, any thoughts in the Philly game or the Denver game? Can you even bet a Spurs game anymore at this point? I don't know if you can.
2: No, no. I think if you're going to bet on the Spurs game, you just take the nuggets, you lay the heavy number, and and you hope that they can put up enough points to cover that, which I... I- Think that they can. I would almost even look towards like a team total for the Nuggets because the Spurs have just been so bad. I mean, teams are just rolling over them. Mm -hmm. Also, the Nuggets are really good in the first quarter and they put up a ton of points in the first quarter. So you could look towards Nuggets covering um, that opening opening quarter or a, a team total over in that. I just don't see any way that. You can play on the Spurs. Like, I don't want my money to be tied to them deciding to show up or the talent level on that team. So I think you have to look towards the Nuggets in that spot um, and just hope that they don't get up big enough where they rest their starters down the stretch so then maybe the Spurs come back and cover a little backdoor cover. That would be the only concern there. I do like laying the points with the Sixers tonight because Portland has been so bad uh, on the road. they ranked 10th in offensive rating over their last 10 home games, but that number drops to 22nd in the league over their last 10 road games and Sixers are finally back home. They just went four and one on this five game road trip. So coming back home with a little momentum. um, I just think that the Sixers are the better team, especially adding in the, the road struggles that Portland has had. So I would take the Sixers to cover here, even though that is also still quite a big number.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great stat you dropped on Portland. I agree with you with uh, betting the Spurs-Denver game as well. Like, that's how you have to bet against the Spurs. You got to get creative with, like, first quarters Mm -hmm. or alternate spreads or something parlaying them because the Spurs, Rockets, Hornets, there are three teams that I just have absolutely no interest in. Two more games on the card tonight. Hawks at the Wizards and Raptors at the Lakers. Both the road teams, the Hawks and the Raptors, are favored by one and a half. Any thoughts on either of these two games? Um, The Hawks-Wizards total is high at 238.5. Raptors-Lakers total is pretty low at 224.5. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: You know, the Hawks and Wizards are playing like one of these little mini-series they played on Wednesday. Hawks won by two. I kind of tend to take the other team in when they have these, these series, especially like are the Hawks going to win two games on the road at Washington? They just won the other night. Washington was on a back-to-back in that game and still almost won. I think I would lean towards the home team, just having the points, knowing that this is likely going to be a close one. Um, And Washington will at least want to, you know, get one of the two. Plus, they're both in the um, Southeastern Conference. So, Washington, two, two games behind Atlanta. I mean, right now, it's not looking like that would matter a whole lot within the standings where these teams are. But it could down the stretch. And with one more game between them, you know, might as well try and have the upper hand going into that final game. So I like the Wizards here tonight, and I actually like the Lakers at home to win. Um, Raptors, they're another team that's been bad on the road. And. This road trip that they've been on. This is the final game of their road trip. They've only won one game. I think. The, I think the one in three or one in four on this. And they played the Clippers on Wednesday, so they stayed in LA. The last game of a road trip that's not going very well. I would probably go out for a couple drinks after that Clippers game. Say Man. you know what? Even if I'm a little tired, maybe a little hungover, I can make it through um, this last game, or at least try and give some effort. But I don't. I, I think that's going to be an issue for. The Raptors tonight. So I I hate betting on the Lakers. I think it's gross. I don't want to have to rely on Anthony Davis staying on the floor, but that's where my mind goes in this one is to take the points at the Lakers.
1: I I think that's a great point you bring up and it's a good handicap, right? I mean, you're talking about a team from Toronto and they fly back home. It's going to be chilly. So they get a day off in LA. Enjoy that. Enjoy the sunset, maybe go to the beach. Um, So I'm with you. I, I don't really like back in the Lakers at all but I think it is a good spot for them you mentioned the Raptors road struggles they're 12 and 22 on the road this season and then that Hawks Wizards game like you said is a big one the Wizards are only two games back you win tonight Raptors lose you jump up from the 10 to the 9 and then you're only a game back of Atlanta so a couple of big games there in the Eastern Conference wild card or the play-in race, trying to make it uh, into the top six so they don't have to play in that play-in game. So that's what we got in the NBA tonight. Kate, we also obviously have to keep our eye on the NFL. No Aaron Rodgers breaking news yet. We thought maybe it happened yesterday when the Jets made a trade, but it was for Ravens' safety, Chuck Clark. Our very own Jason Lockenfora, NFL insider, tweeted out yesterday that the Jets bidding against themselves for the services of a broken-down Aaron Rodgers for $60 million essentially for one year without even deeply exploring a Lamar Jackson offer sheet would be emblematic of their generational failures. So of course, that's what Woody will likely do. Woody Johnson, of course, being the owner of the New York Jets. Do you agree with Jason Lockenford? Because I think he makes some really good points. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is an MVP. He's one of the all-time greats, but he's also almost 40 years old. And uh, While the Jets probably will be able to win some games with him and contend, you have a chance to get Lamar Jackson in his prime. I mean, don't you think that's at least worth exploring too?
2: Yeah, I mean, as an owner, as a front office, a general manager, you have to do your due diligence in exploring every option out there and exhausting all options before you just decide solely on one specific player and one player who's old, who's at the end of his career, who might give you two years max and is a little, you know, a little nutty. Maybe that's a good thing on the football field. But I, I, Aaron, when was the last time Aaron Rodgers won anything? Like it's been quite a while. Yes, he's a great quarterback and has been one of the best quarterbacks in this league for a long time. But we're talking right now. And I think Lamar Jackson gives you a chance to win now, similar to Aaron Rodgers, but will also give you the chance to win for a couple of years to come versus spending $60 million this year on Aaron Rodgers and then possibly not having him for... The future. Like, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing a whole lot longer where that would really make a ton of sense.
1: No, I agree with you. And the Jets, you know, it's an interesting team, like the futures market. Uh, Ryan Horvath, who I do the Bet MGM Tonight Show with. He, he's all over the Jets. He's betting them to win the AFC, win the Super Bowl. He fully thinks Rodgers is going to New York. Their odds have completely dipped, too, at BetMGM. They're now 14-1 to, to win the Super Bowl. They have the fourth-best odds in the AFC at plus 850. Are you rushing to the window to bet the Jets, or do you still want to make sure the deal gets through? And even if he does go to the Jets, like w- would you still like them to beat the Bengals, beat the Chiefs,
2: beat the Bills? Well, I think the deal is going to get done. So if you like the Jets and you like Aaron Rodgers on the Jets, yes, I would go and bet them right now. Because at this point, his whole darkness thing was like trying to figure out if I want to play, where I want to play. The fact that he didn't come out of the dark and retire immediately tells me he's going to play this next season. The fact that Mm -hmm. things aren't progressing with the Packers, yet they're progressing with the Jets, tells me something's going to happen with the Jets. Like, those two sides, it seems like they want to make it work. So, yeah, if you like it, I think the Jets, you might as well put some money on them. They have a defense that's able to win now. They've got some pieces on offense in some of their position players that are highly talented. What they've been missing is a quarterback and some leadership with Zach Wilson that wasn't there. I'm not so sure how much leadership Aaron Rodgers really provides at this point in his career. He doesn't. He's not really like the warm fuzzy mentory type. But I think they have the pieces to make this a winning franchise if they get Aaron Rodgers. And it, to me, they're going to. It's just kind of a matter of time and working out the uh, fine tuning things. So yeah, I would take the Jets at 14 to one to win the Super Bowl. Sprinkle a little on there and cross your fingers.
1: Look, I think you make great points. The Jets have a championship defense. Their offense. They have Garrett Wilson at receiver. Remember, they're going to get Brees Hall back at running back, who might have won Rookie of the Year if he didn't get hurt. My biggest thing is kind of what you said, Kate. Like Rodgers hasn't won anything. I get he's an all-time talent, and he clearly is better than what the Jets have at quarterback, but I mean, you know, it's like you really think that Rodgers all of a sudden, if he couldn't win all those playoff games at Lambeau, going to go into Arrowhead and beat Mahomes. He's going to go into Cincinnati and beat Burrow. I don't know. We'll see. The defense definitely is good, and they do have weapons, but it is still the Jets. And I don't know if I'm, if I'm ready to fully hop on that bandwagon quite yet. Mm-hmm. We will see. We're talking baseball next. We got the World Baseball Classic. Underway, We got some games going on. We will update you on those. Jake Hassan will join us as well, give us his thoughts, and we'll talk some MLB futures here on BetQL Daily with PJ Glasser and Kate Constable.
0: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.